Gather around the fireplace, solar friends. Pull up a seat at the bar. In the next Probably True Solar Story, we're going to tell the first solar fable. It's a fairy tale, a hero's journey sort of thing. And this story may be a familiar one to people inside and outside the solar industry. It's about a young, ambitious solar installer who seeks her fortune to be the most successful solar installer in all the land. And like many fables, our ambitious installer meets a wise guide, or in this case, a wise couple, who teaches her about the solar way. A solar-powered guide to living life on the solar coaster. Will it have a happy ending? Let's find out. Welcome to Episode 9 of Probably True Solar Stories. I'm your host, Tor Solarfred Falenza, and it's my mission to tell pop culture solar stories that educate and entertain people about solar technology, the process of going solar, solar jobs, and the general solar industry. This particular episode is about the solar coaster. It's a common industry expression that refers to the ups and downs of the solar industry. Sometimes the ride is too much for people, and they switch to other careers. I've managed to hang on with the help of reading some ancient philosophies of life, mostly Stoicism and Taoism. I've translated some of those thoughts into this solar fable. Whether you're just starting your ride on the solar coaster or you've been riding for a while, I hope this fable helps. Okay, here we go. The Solar Way, a fable about successfully riding the solar coaster, by Tor Solarfred Valenza. Once upon a time, in a land far, far away, probably around Texas, there lived an oil king who had an only daughter named Amanda. Young, educated, ambitious, Amanda had seen that her father's energy world was changing, and one night she dreamed that she would become the most successful solar installer in all the land, or at least Texas. Excited, Amanda woke up and shared her dream with her oil king daddy, and then, with very little thought or parental consideration, Amanda asked him for his financial support, and as you can imagine, that didn't go off too well. The oil king clenched his teeth. Princess, if your mother were alive to hear what you just said, well, you knew her better than I did, Daddy, but I think she'd just tell you to write me a check. Please? No. Pretty please? No. I am the oil king. I am not the sun king. But, Daddy, I want to help you to transition to a new business. If you don't want to invest... Call it a loan. I promise I'll pay you back. Amanda, our whole family, everything we have is thanks to oil. The whole world has benefited from oil. You have benefited from oil. This dream of yours is just a dream. It's not. I'm going to do it, Daddy. I don't know how, but it's going to be real one day. I promise you. The oil king looked at Amanda and clenched his teeth tighter. Princess, I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago. You want to be in the solar business? Fine. Start with nothing like I did. See how far you get. You'll be back. The next day, Amanda's father froze her credit cards and bank accounts. 
He told her to pack one bag, and when she came to him to say goodbye, the oil king took the keys to a pretty little Minnie Cooper and showed Amanda the door. I'll give you one more chance, said the oil king. No, thank you. I'll take my own chances, said Amanda. And then, without another word, she stepped out of the home that was built on oil. You'll regret this one day, Daddy, she thought. With a small amount of cash and a half-pack of peanut M&Ms that she found at the bottom of her purse, Amanda walked long and far, about a hundred miles. Could be less, but you can get lost in Texas. She'd found a small town and stopped at the one and only diner. Amanda struck up a conversation with the waiter. She told him about her dream to become the most successful solar installer in all the land. Got any solar installers in town? She asked the waiter. Got one. They're a husband and wife team. Solar Pete and Solar Sarah. I wouldn't call them successful, but maybe you can help them. Maybe I can. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's your check. Amanda paid the waiter with the little that she had left. Then she walked a mile past tumbling tumbleweeds to a small solar home on the prairie. There was a little light inside, and she pounded on the door. An old man and an older woman answered. And by old, I mean they looked old because they'd been out in the sun too long without sunscreen. They were actually in their forties. Some would say their prime post-midlife crisis, post-fooling around and getting serious about life, the universe, and everything. They called themselves Solar Pete and Solar Sarah. Before they could even say, howdy-do, who are you, Amanda excitedly told Pete and Sarah about her ambitious solar dream. She was filled with excitement and passion. At the end of her vision, she offered to be Pete and Sarah's apprentice. All they had to do was to give her room and board to start. What do you say, asked Amanda. Can I help you? Pete smiled. That was the right question. He scratched his white beard, then shoved his thick, calloused hands into his pockets. Then he shook his head in an I-don't-know kind of way. Amanda looked more like an oil princess than a solar installer, so it was understandable that he had his doubts. What do you think, Sarah? I like people with a vision, said Sarah. But, well, you ever hear of the solar coaster? I've heard of a roller coaster, said Amanda. The solar coaster is how we describe the solar industry, said Sarah. Like a roller coaster... There are a lot of ups and downs, a lot of thrills, some scary, some fun. But if you don't have the right stomach for it, you can lose your lunch. Well, tell you the truth, I didn't like that diner food anyway, said Amanda. Well, if you can stomach the one and only diner, said Pete. Though it was dark, he smiled to Amanda warmly, as bright as the sun. All right, but if we're going to ride the solar coaster together, you're going to have to learn the solar way. Bring it, said Amanda. She didn't care what the solar way was. All she cared about was making her solar dream come true and showing up her oil king daddy. That was how it all started. Little by little, Amanda did learn the solar way. And with that knowledge and hard work, she rode the solar coaster with Pete and Sarah. After a while, their business grew so much, they made Amanda a full partner. And as the solar business continued to grow, Amanda tried to share her success with her daddy. But he refused to accept her calls, answer her emails, or even open the door. Later, she invited her father to her wedding. But the wedding invitation came back. Return to sender. Address unknown. Ten years later, 
Amanda's father was watching the news at his new Oil King mansion. He had moved because it was too painful to admit he was wrong or to live in the empty home where he'd raised Amanda. Channel surfing on a TV that was as wide as his living room wall, he saw the face of his daughter being interviewed about the solar company that she had grown with Pete and Sarah. He hovered his finger over the channel up button, but he couldn't press it. His jaw tightened, and even tighter when Amanda talked about her two children, his grandchildren. A gusher of tears welled up in the old king's eyes. He was still mad at Amanda for disrespecting him and all that he had done to raise her alone after her mother had died. As the news segment ended, he relaxed his jaw and took a deep breath. He could no longer be alone or bear the sadness of losing his only child. It was time to face his daughter and take whatever go-to-hell gruff she gave him. The oil king didn't let Amanda know that he was coming. He found her home address and drove to see her the next day. For someone who was the head of a national solar company, her house seemed modest. When Amanda saw her father at the door, she recognized him immediately, but said nothing for a moment. Then she smiled warmly. Hello, Daddy. Won't you come in? Amanda then introduced him to his two grandchildren, aged three and four. When Amanda told them who he was, they hugged him. They had heard about their grandfather. They knew that he had raised Amanda with love, all by himself. The old king was stunned. Was this a trick? Why wasn't she yelling? Why didn't she slam the door on his face? Why didn't the children think of him as a boogeyman granddaddy who disowned their mother? Where's the hubby that I saw on the news? The old king asked. Out with friends. I just texted him. He's on his way back now. He can't wait to meet you, Daddy. Oh, boy, said the oil king. So I'm going to get it from him. No, Daddy, said Amanda. Ted genuinely wants to get to know you. And clearly, so do your grandchildren. They were already sitting on the oil king's knees. There was an awkward silence. And the oil king looked up to Amanda. How? I sent you away with nothing. It was all Pete and Sarah, said Amanda. They trained me in the solar business, and I learned the solar way. Solar what? The solar way. It's a way of thinking for how to ride the solar coaster. I mean, for dealing with the ups and downs of the solar business. The ideas aren't new. People have heard it all before. Sarah and Pete just put a solar spin on it. For example, well, the solar industry is hard, Daddy. It can be frustrating and make you want to quit. But every day when we met a new customer, or really anyone, Pete would whisper to me, Be warm, Amanda. Shine like the sun. So I thought about the sun's warmth and light, and I started to feel bright and optimistic. I'd smile warmly at potential customers, colleagues, suppliers, even lawyers, and of course, friends and family. It's the same way I warmly greeted you. Sounds fake. It's not fake, Daddy. I had a choice when you knocked on my door. I could have chosen to be angry and resentful, but when I saw you, I remembered. Be warm, shine like the sun. So instead of yelling at you or rejecting you, I thought about my children finally getting to know their grandfather. I thought about my husband meeting you. I thought about us being all together as a family again. I chose to think about all the good things that could happen going forward instead of feeling smug or making you feel bad or arguing about the past. That's not fake. That's just making a choice. And I did. Well, that's very mature of you, daughter. I'd understand if you were resentful. Oh, I was, in the beginning. 
My intention was to be successful to spite you, not for my vision or for helping anybody, really. I was never, ever going to talk to you again. But over time, I couldn't do it anymore. Pete and Sarah taught me to let go of broken solar panels. What's that supposed to mean? Means, well, let me put it this way. One day, I was working with Sarah on a solar roof. We were behind on the job, and she rushed passing me solar panels. I said, slow down, Sarah, slow down. But she kept it up, and just like that, she dropped one. Humpty Dumpty, it shattered on the ground, never to be put back together again. She apologized, and we went back to work. But I was still upset. I didn't say anything for three hours. Finally, I couldn't keep it in. I said, Sarah, I can't believe you dropped that solar panel. I told you to slow down. And she just looked at me. She said, Amanda, I dropped that solar panel three hours ago. Now why are you still carrying it? And she was right. It was done. Passed. From then on, I let go of all my broken solar panels. I let go of my resentment of you and all the other slights and mistakes that I'd ever made or others had made. It got me energized. I was fully focused on what I was doing now and the face who was in front of me. And that's when the business really started to grow. And here we are. What about the solar coaster? I didn't say it was easy, Daddy. We still had our ups and downs and loop-de-loops. But whenever we felt like it was too much, Pete would remind me, Amanda, the sun rises every day. What he meant was that we had to be consistent. Even on a cloudy day, some light still hits a solar panel. Do you know that? So up or down, we had to consistently use what little energy we had to do the best we could, day after day, even if it was just a little. That's the solar way. And that's how I survived the solar coaster and eventually became successful. But this Pete and Sarah... They helped you. Yes, and many others. I didn't have you, and my friends abandoned me when you cut me off, but Pete and Sarah made me realize that I wasn't alone. When I needed help, Pete would say, Be interconnected. That another solar term? It is. An off-grid home with solar panels and batteries? That only helps a single homeowner. But an interconnected grid-tied system? That can help balance the grid and reduce utility infrastructure costs for everyone. So when I think about that interconnected mindset, Pete, Sarah, and I always had a how-can-I-help-service attitude to everyone we met. Then when we started expanding, it was a lot easier to find interconnected partners, financing, and good friends who supported our success. I used that same interconnected mentality to eventually meet my husband through a friend. So now you have everything. Everything's perfect. No, of course not, Daddy. I'm responsible for hundreds of employees now. The solar coaster is still giving me my ups and downs, and I expect it always will. And I miss Pete and Sarah. They died last year in a car accident. We wouldn't be standing here today if it weren't for them and teaching me the solar way. I'm sorry, Amanda. They seem like good people. So is your mom. I wish she could see you now. I don't suppose the solar way explains why bad things happen to good people. No. I think Pete and Sarah would say that the sun sets and darkness falls every day. All you can do is keep the lights on inside. But both day and night don't last forever. So I stay grateful for the daylight for as long as it lasts. I enjoy my kids, my husband, and right now my time with you. And when night falls, and it always does for everyone, I've got my interconnections to keep my lights on. I know that night's going to pass some time and that dawn is on its way. Eventually. 
That's a pretty good way of looking at things, Amanda. But it's not right for me. I'm no solar installer. I'm the oil king. I was when you left me and I still am. Damn proud of it, he said, teeth clenching again. He gently put his grandchildren on the floor and walked towards the door. Okay, Daddy, Amanda said gently. You sure you don't want to stay for dinner? Get to know the kids? The oil king paused and turned back to look at his daughter, then at his two grandchildren. Seeing all three of them, his jaw began to slack. And all at once, he knew he had let go of his broken solar panels and was feeling interconnection. He did not want to go. And at last, he smiled warmly and a bright sun shower of tears flowed down the oil king's cheeks. Did you like that solar fairy tale? As Amanda said, the solar way is nothing new. It's just a solarization of many philosophies, Taoism and Stoicism mostly. I've been in the solar industry since 2009. It really is a solar coaster of ups and downs, twists and turns, and a lot of people can lose their lunch and livelihoods. I've seen a lot of friends give up and move to other industries, but many more have stayed. And most recently, they saw the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 and its lucrative tax incentives. For the first time in a long time, it feels like the solar coaster is going to be another smooth and steady ride. At the same time, I'm sure it's going to have its political and regulatory twists and turns, and that's going to cause more frustrations. Everyone gets through those challenges in their own way. For me, I decided to adapt some of what I was reading into the solar industry fable that you just heard. The main principles which, again, reflect many religions and philosophies are be warm, shine like the sun, let go of broken solar panels, be interconnected, the sun rises every day, be consistent, the sun sets every day, this too shall pass. Thanks for listening to episode 9 of Probably Two Solar Stories. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help spread the word by writing a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Next week, we're going to go to part three of The Solar Heist, or how I got into the solar business. If you missed parts one and part two, catch up on probablytruesolarstories.com or on Apple, Spotify, and your favorite streaming service. Probably True Solar Stories is a production of Unthink Solar, PR, and Communications. Be bold for solar. Stand out and educate. See you next time.